Hey guys, welcome to the Voice Over Nations broadcast and the Vine Radio family. I'm your host, Kerry B. Once again, I'm blessed and I'm honored to have you tune in on this hour as we bring another powerful teaching in the Word of the Lord. I've been dealing with this series uh, for the last couple of segments, speaking about your gift will make room for you. That's right, your gift. It's going to make room for you. I just believe that with all my heart. Our foundational scripture has been Proverbs, the 18th chapter and the 16th verse. And it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I believe that this is the hour to cultivate and fine tune that gift that you have on your life. As I said before, in the context in which the scripture was written, it is talking about a present or seed or some kind of way you honor a person with a blessing. That's the truest sense of the meaning of this scripture. But also, I believe that it has a dual meaning behind it. Not only the seed that you sow into others' lives, it can make room for you, but also that talent that God has made or given you. I was uh, doing some research uh, a few minutes ago and I came across a very profound scripture and I think it's so powerful. It says, um, do you see someone's skill in their work? And this is Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see someone's skill in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. In other words, what it is saying, that gift that that person has, if it's a good gift that has been fine-tuned, it's going to cause them to serve before kings. The gift that you have on your life, and I'm speaking this to someone, that gift is not just for anyone. The Bible says, take not that which is holy and throw it to the swines. There are some people that are not worthy to receive the gift on your life because they will trample your gift underfoot. They don't think it's nothing. They don't honor it and they won't respect it. And they cannot be blessed by that gift. It's not for them. It's for someone else who's hungry for the gift. Someone who's willing to come from miles and miles and miles around to sit at your feet or to be ministered um, by you, or to minister to you. I'm talking about a gift that has been cultivated in love, number one, a gift that has come from God, a gift that is flowing, that is working on your life to the point where all men seek after you. I think we need to get to that place where we become serious about the gift that is on our life. It's been said that if you can look at a person's friends, you can kind of tell where they're going. Um, If you can look at the books they read, if you listen to the music they listen to, the television shows they watch, it can kind of give you an indication of where they're going in life. Business people tend to hang around business people. People that are in the medical field, they hang around. The doctors, they don't normally hang around with the lawyers. They hang around with other physicians, the nurses and the 
other practitioners, they normally hang around their same people because they want to learn. They grow. They become better. They receive some of the knowledge they have. Someone of uh, more experience has. And so likewise, I believe that when you are serious and just say, for instance, entrepreneurs have a different mindset that than people that work for someone else every day. And I'm not saying it's anything working for someone else. I'm just saying when you're dealing with an entrepreneur, they're thinking about people working for them. That is their mindset and that's what they do. And so your gift, it has to be fine-tuned, child of God, particularly in this hour, because it's going to be called upon. You pay attention at Proverbs 22 and 29. That's a powerful scripture. First time I saw it uh, in a long time, that someone who was skilled in their work, um, they will serve before kings, and they will not serve low-rank officials, low-rank people. You're supposed to be in the palace you're supposed to be in the highest levels of society. Praise God. Not just serving your cuisine in a high school cafeteria, but at five-star resorts. Oh my gosh. You're going to have to dream, my brother. You're going to have to dream, my sister, because it is needed in this hour. So your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Now, I want to kind of skip around on this part of the lesson, uh, we've been speaking about King Solomon and how Sheba blessed him. First Kings, the 10th chapter. I want to look at the 13th verse and I want to kind of take it from there. And then I'm going to flip over to Exodus, I believe, uh, is our other scripture. So first King, the 10th chapter. Let's take a look at the 13th verse. And it says, King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba whatever she asked for besides all the customary gifts he had so generously given. And then she and all her attendants returned to their own land. She blessed him and he ended up blessing her back. Now I'm sure that what he had given her was massive, a massive amount of, of blessing or whatever he had given her because she just blessed his, uh, uh, she, she blessed his socks off, I'm telling you, with the amount of gold and so forth she gave. Um, in the 14th verse, it says each year Solomon received about 25 tons of gold. Whew. I think a ton is about 2,000 pounds, a little less, a little more, somewhere up in there. This, this man, every year, he received uh, 25 tons of gold per year. Now, in today's price of gold that would be a whole lot of money millions I'm sure um, millions and millions of dollars 25 tons of gold every year that's what he received and the reason why is because Solomon had the blessing on his life and the doors of favor open up towards him because he had sown a gift made a sacrifice to God. As I said before, he had sacrificed a thousand animals on the altar because he wanted to get the attention of God, but also he wanted wisdom and discernment to be able to lead the people that God had entrusted him. 
And so I'm sure that he knew that when he was dealing with God, with the amount of wealth he had even before God blessed him, he could not give God something that did not cost him anything. So his sacrifice, it cost him. And uh, when he sold that sacrifice, it got the attention, not of men, but it got the attention of God. And God appeared to him that night and said, ask what you will. He gave him a blank check. Um, Solomon asked what he wanted and God blessed him with more than he even asked for. And this is why you're seeing all of this wealth, all of this prosperity, because no one else in the Bible, you're not going to see this level of wealth and prosperity from no one else in the Bible. Like Solomon, 25 tons of gold every year. Now let's continue. In the 15th verse, it says, this did not include the additional revenue he received from merchants and traders, all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land. So he got more gold than this, more resources, more gemstones, more um, uh, blessings and material wealth from other people besides what he would regularly get per year. He got them from the merchants and the traders. Now listen, King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold, each weighing more than 15 pounds. He had 200 large shields made with gold. Each one of them weighing more than 15 pounds. Can you imagine holding a shield up that's over 15 pounds made with pure gold. Where did this come from? Because his gift made room for him. His gift got the attention of God and God blessed him because God honored his gift. <sighs> when was the last time you bless and favorite God so much by sowing into ministry where it got the attention of God. Where well, you heard God say, what do you want? What can I do for you? Or your gift was so massive that God appeared to you that night in a dream. Or he gave you a vision or something just drastically turned around when you sold that gift into ministry. Because this is what Solomon did. He got the attention of God. And because he got the attention of God, he gained the favor of God. God allowed men to come to him to bless him. So that's why you would see the merchants and the traders coming from all around the world to bless Solomon because his gift made room for him. So he had 200 large shields of hammered gold, hammered gold. So uh, this was someone that was knew, knew what they were doing. Each one of them weighed more than 15 pounds. He also made 300 smaller shields of hammered gold, each weighing nearly four pounds. The king's the king placed these shields in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. So you got 500 shields of gold, 200 larger ones, 300 smaller ones, 
all of them with hammered gold. The smaller one weighed nearly four pounds. The larger ones weighed uh, over 15 pounds. Now this is, this is a sight to be seen in the palace of this king. And when I was looking at this and, and just kind of researching this, it, it reminded me of the book of Exodus, the 31st chapter. And I want us to turn there because I need to show you something. Because when the temple was being built and when um, these kings um, had their palaces um, designed and their homes and so forth, they had skilled artisans. These were craftsmen that had the favor and the blessing and the gift of God on their lives. And I want you to look at Exodus, the 31st chapter. Let's take a look at the first verse. It said, Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, given him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman an expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. Let me stop right there. God placed the spirit, his spirit upon this man, Bezalel. He had given him a talent or an ability to work with all types of material whether it was gold or silver or bronze he was a master at it he was an expert at it he had wisdom when he was configuring how it was supposed to look and how it was supposed to be done because the spirit of wisdom came on him but also God had given him a gift to be able to do this so when you look at King Solomon um, these 200 uh uh, uh, shields uh, of gold, hammock gold, uh, and then another, what, 300 of the smaller ones. He had people that did that. He had craftsmen that were gifted in hammering out the gold so it could be made into a shield. Now, just think just for a moment. You, you take a, 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 a massive amount of gold and you lay it in a smelting area or however they do it. And then they pour it out and somebody has to beat that out, hammer it out with precision where it looks like someone knew what they were doing. Oh my gosh, the outside, the inside, um, the, the, the weight of it, the curvature of it. Uh, it had to be a shield that would be able to protect. So it had to be designed a certain way. Just a mindset to be able to design it, um, to configure it, to hammer it out, to smelt it. Oh, these guys were experts. Bronze, silver, gold. God had them in his kingdom. And their gift made room for them. I, I'm, I'm saying this to let you know and just to encourage you. Whatever your ability is, 
you have to get to the place where it is important because I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing for you. If you like to talk, because you have some people that love to talk, that's why Oprah is a billionaire now. Not just because of her speaking skills, but because of the wisdom that she had to use that what God had given her to make money with. You have to use what God has given you. And also, I heard the Lord say earlier, tell the people to ask me for a gift that will make room for me. God said, ask him, God, give me a gift that will make room for me. Put skill on my life. Put grace on my life. Put wisdom on my life to use that gift so I will be called around the world. <sighs> my gosh. I was, uh, I mean, Prophetess Shireen were uh, doing a broadcast the other day and we were speaking about uh, marine spirits uh, part three and I was speaking about human hair the dangers of uh, having human weave in your hair particularly from India and um, I was doing research uh, before I actually did the broadcast and I was looking at this lady she is an expert weaver and she takes the fine hair and she knits wigs and all of this kind of stuff and um, I think she's been doing it like 15 years and she's called around the world to do it. Just with the stitching, just with the weaving of the hair and the matting it down together, expert. Why can't you be an expert in your gift? If you're a beautician, be the best you can be when not just the locals call you but now entertainment is calling you. Now governor's wives are calling you because of your skill, because of your professionalism. <sighs> Come on, saints. It's time to take it to another notch, another level. Because on this next level, I'm telling you, you'll leave the naysayers behind. You may start out small, don't despise small beginnings. You may start out small, but get books on your gift. Videos, audios, research what others have done and make it better. Do it better. Because I believe you have better in you. Because you, you spend all of your life and you say, well, I don't have no talent. I don't have no gift. That's a lazy mindset. And someone has told you that long enough that you believe it. Or maybe you're not just a go-getter that you just don't think that you have it. And so you'll sit down and you'll work for someone else the rest of your life. And that's fine. But you will, you'll never cultivate your gift. Because you don't think it's there. Well, I've come to encourage you. You have a gift. Find out what it is. If you need to fast, if you need to pray, if you need to seek the face of God, ask him what that gift is. And ask God to anoint your gift so that your gift can make room for you. 
Hey guys, this is all on this segment. This is Voice of the Nation's broadcast, Carrie B, Vine Radio. I'll be back real soon. Talk to you later. Hey guys, welcome to the Vine Radio family and the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B. Many blessings to you. Thank you once again for tuning in on this hour to listen to another very powerful revelatory word from God. I believe that this word is rhema today. A rhema word is something, a word from God that just jumps off of the pages and it just resonates in your soul. And I just want to encourage you. I want to speak into your life uh, because your best is yet to come. Uh, Some of you have been in a season of slump. Uh, You have a low self-esteem. You feel like you can't do anything, that you have to depend on other people to do this for you and do that for you, uh, to help you make it in life. But I just pray that the spirit of life would just cause you to rise up in this hour and realize that you're not just a person here on this earth that God has sent to do nothing. Now, you may have spent 30, 40 years doing nothing, but it's still not too late to get the plans and the purposes that God has for your life. All you have to do is ask them, God, why did you bring me here? What is my gift? What is my assignment? What is my destiny? What is my message to the nations? And God will reveal those things to you. In our last uh, segment broadcast, I was speaking about, I believe, because I heard God say this, that um, you can ask him for a gift if you feel like you don't have one. You can ask God for a gift and uh, that this gift would make room for you. Ask God not just for a gift or if you already have one. I'm sure you have one. You just hadn't discovered it or recognized it. Ask him to manifest that gift. Ask him to put uh, an anointing on it, that he would put glory on it and favor on it, that it would bring you before great men, or it would cause great men to come your way. And um, on this uh, broadcast, on this segment right here, I'm specifically speaking about your talent. On the last couple of ones, I've been speaking about your sowing into uh, lives of others Uh, Because in the context of the scripture, that's what it's speaking about, giving someone a gift or present or sowing into their life. I don't want to speak about that aspect right now. I want to speak about your talent. I want to speak about that thing that you can do better than anyone else. And I want to encourage you. Put down the real housewives of Atlanta or New York or California or Miami or wherever. Put that mess down. Put it down. Pick up something that's going to build you up. Pick up something that's going to encourage you. Start reading again. Start listening again. They have all different types of blogs and podcasts. You can spend literally hours and hours and hours listening to knowledge about your gift. And you can spend the rest of your life listening. Because they have that much information out there. They really do. You just need to get on the World Wide Web and find out yourself. I believe that this is a season that you discover who you are, woman of God, who you are, man of God. You are more powerful.
powerful than you think. Maybe you're not recognized yet, but heaven has recognized you. And God is going to cause a few people to come into your life and they're going to see the gift and they're going to be your errands and her and they're going to lift up your hands, your arms when you get tired. Because you don't need a whole mountain. <laughs> Woo! All you need is a few people that have the backing of God that believe in you. I believe in you. God believes in you. And he's going to bring you some destiny helpers, people that's going to catch the vision that God is giving you. And they're going to run with what you have said because they're going to have faith in you. He's going to cause them to believe in you again. This is the season that God is going to cause others to believe in you. Maybe there were some people that scandalized your name and drug your name through the mud. Maybe you made mistakes in the past by what you did. God is a forgiving God. And I believe that he has the power, the authority, and the love for you so much that he can take and clean your name off every letter, every syllable, wash it white as snow with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and elevate you to the place where he makes your name great. Praise God. So this is your hour to horn, hone in on your gift. This is your hour Well, I'm going to take some time for me. You know, a lot of ladies, they like that me time. I don't feel like cooking right now. I don't feel like cleaning right now. I don't feel like listening to your problems. I just need some me time, some spa time, some bubble bath time. <laughs> don't have to deal with the children. Don't have to deal with the husband. Just me. Some nail, some girly, girly stuff. Some nails and some uh, pampering. It's nothing wrong with that. You need some you time because this is your hour. You have been waiting long enough. Stop depending on him or her to do everything that God called you to do. Well, I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to support my husband. I'm going to sit back and I'm support my wife. No, God gave you a destiny too. He gave you a vision too. Wake up, rise up, seek the Lord while he may be found and ask him, what about me that you love so much that you put me here? Why am I here and what am I supposed to do? I spent a lot of years wasting time, God, but now I'm ready. Would you do that? Would you tell God that? Would you just declare that to God? I've, I've waited too long. I made too many excuses, so many excuses. Let the excuses be left behind. Start all over new, afresh today, because this is your hour. Your gift, according to Proverbs 18 and 16, will make room for you and bring you before great men. Bring you before great, great men. It was the gift that made room. Praise God. Um, I'm reminded here in America, we have Kentucky Fried Chicken. And it has been said that a 
elderly black woman had the original recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken. And either it was stolen from her or they paid her some low price or whatever kind of way. That gift that she had, if she had known how to cultivate it, her family would be worth millions now. Just think about the ones that had gifts back in the day, but their gifts were stolen from them because they didn't know the craftiness of business and how to deal with people that were deceitful. Oh, there are many gifts that have gone by the wayside. That, that there, there are people. Um, we had uh, mega fest with uh, Bishop T.D. Jenks when he first did the first mega fest in Atlanta, Georgia. It was several years ago. I can't remember. I think it was 2000 something. I can't remember exactly when it was. Well, we went there and they had it was it was awesome off the chain had all different types of venues all different types of i mean any type of teaching you wanted preaching you wanted singing you wanted all different kind of artists and we were it was like for three or four days maybe four days or so and uh we had left from one of the venues um that day and we walked outside and it was a guy that was on the streets uh, out on the street and uh, he was singing, and I think he had a little cup or something for some money. This boy, the, the way he was singing, he should have been discovered a long time ago. He was almost like a, a Sam Cook. I mean, the gift that he had on his life. You have people that are out on the street that can wear a person out in church that think they are anointed and they are alcoholics and they're drug addicts and the gift that's still on their life it can make a room but they have been sidetracked um when god gives you a gift he doesn't take the gift back the gifts of god callings of god they are without repentance. When God gives you a gift, he never takes it back. That's why you can see a person that is a straight alcoholic. And they can still operate in their gift and be more anointed than people that think they can worship and sing. And they drink liquor every day or they use drugs every day because they have a gift but their gift has been sidetracked by their bondage. Your bondage can sidetrack you to the point, your bondage of fear, your bondage of making it big, your bondage of not thinking large enough, your bondage of drug abuse, sex abuse, Whatever kind of bondage it is, it binds you. Just think about the ones that are in the subways. Nations around the world that are out on the street corners. No one knows them except the locals. But they are just as talented as people that have made it big. 
but they're just undiscovered. And if they are discovered, their bondage, that thing that has been holding them back, their addictions, it will literally destroy the fame they will receive until they get delivered. Some of you need to be delivered from your fear. Some of you need to be delivered from your insecurities, your hatred of self, your low self-esteem. You need to be delivered from that before your gift can make room for you. It's there. You just can't see it because you're so insecure. Your self-esteem is so low. Maybe you gained a few pounds. Maybe you don't look like you used to look. So what? Use what you have until all men start to seek after you. It's time for that gift to work. It is. It's time. It's, it's more time now than it has ever been. Just think about the things that have never been invented before. You know, one of the greatest ways and most prosperous ways that you can make a good living is to find out where the need is and to fulfill that need. If you can fulfill a person's need, it will be a blessing to you and others too. Just think about all of the unfulfilled needs that are in society today. And there are people looking for someone to fulfill their needs. Just think about the airplane. You had people in New York City trying to get to California. Well, you could take a bus, you could take a car. It's gonna take you a minute to get there. You get on the airplane couple hours and you're there think about the time somebody fulfill someone's need faster transportation the cell phone boy I wish I would have thought of the cell phone Whew. you don't have to walk around with a big old corded black phone in your hand y'all remember them black phones we used to have back in the day them things that hit the ground and bounce back up in your hand it was so hard if you ever hit somebody side the head, what? You would have knocked them slap out. It was that hard. I don't know what that stuff was made of, but it was hard. Oh, I'm talking about those black phones. Those dial phones. But just think about the need for the cell phone. Somebody thought about that. They spent time. They thought about it. Wouldn't it be nice if we could be in our car, we can be away from home, and we can call our loved one or call our business partner? I can't make it to Japan right now, but all I have to do is dial. A few seconds, someone is going to pick up the phone. <sighs> Isn't it awesome? And you can talk as long as you want to if you're going to pay the bill. You don't have to physically go there. Do you know how many deals are made over the phone? with Zoom and with all of these different types of uh, sites, these businesses and companies they operate on. They can have 15 people on the phone at the same time. All they do is mute the voice 
and have one person talking and they're doing all of their businesses from state to state to state have 15 different people in 15 states and have one central location have someone speaking and given the direction for the company or for the district just like that because someone thought about the need for a phone isn't that awesome so what can you think about because your gift will make room for you think about Facebook Twitter what just put a network out there a social media site where people can just talk with people all around the world and do videos and just talk around the world someone saw the need and fulfilled it where's your gift what can you do I can't do nothing you can you just have not trained your mind to think that you are better than what you are you can there's something in you that needs to rise up but first of all you have to get the passion for it if you don't have any passion this teaching is not for you it's, it's going from one ear to the other I'm speaking to passionate people that are tired of where they are tired of doing the same thing they've been doing and they want some excitement faith without works is dead stop being dead in your faith stop not non-believing in yourself when you're going to believe in you you believe in everybody else oh they're more prettier than i am they're smarter than i am they're more friendly and outgoing than i am when you're going to start believing in yourself you're giving all these accolades to someone else what about you when are you going to see the value in you because if you don't see the value in you people will devalue you also but when you start telling yourself i am somebody i can be somebody i can do more than i think i can do when you get that mindset something is going to kick inside of you maybe you hadn't seen your gift yet because you hadn't explored yourself you're too busy building other people up instead of building yourself up because if you have children with that type of mindset they're going to grow up with the same way thinking the same thing that they can never do anything but you can your gift can make room for you find out the need of what someone has that has not been fulfilled yet if you can ever think what someone needs and provide that service for them I'm telling you it's going to be a blessing to you and it's going to be a blessing to them also this is your hour for greatness your best is about to come you need to press towards it make up your mind that the rest of this year that I'm a press towards my goal that God has set for me and I'm going to find out some things about myself. Maybe you're a great singer, but you don't like to stand before people. 
just get your little toy mic and hold it in your hand and start singing. Start small and let the anointing flow in your life. Amen. Guys, once again, we're out of time. This is Voice Over Nations Broadcast Vine Radio. And this is Carrie B., a prophet of the Lord, speaking into your life. I'm a revelator. A revelator is one that reveals heaven to you, reveals some things about you that you don't know. I'm going to talk to you real soon. It's time to get to work. <laughs>